We were in love with every rocket. We desperately wanted it to blast off successfully. We would give our hearts and souls to see it fly. The Interplanetary Podcast. For the benefit of all humanity. Your hosts here on Earth. Jane Franklin and Matthew Russell. Boom. Oh, oh yeah, baby. baby happy Boris. New Year. <laughs> yeah, Happy New Year. Matt, have, yeah. you, have you started 2019 in a spacey way? I started 2019 in the hope of seeing some stars at night, and I walked along the seafront and, and saw the odd one, but it was a bit too cloudy. Oh. How about yourself? It's a very disappointing start. Um, yeah, it's been good. I have been throwing some stones in the sea, wondering about that whole thing of that there's more stars in the sky than there is grains of sand. Here on Earth. Pretty incredible. Not that there's much sand on Brighton Beach, Matt. Before we kick off this unbelievable start to the year, I mean, 2019, there's already, it seems, more has happened in 2019 than anything ever. It's an absolute zinger start to the year, isn't it? What a one absolute zing, bing, bang, in you go, 2019. It's in your face, bang. <laughs> we need to work on your street talk, don't we? <laughs> That's yeah. our New Year's resolution. Let's make Matt more hip. Aye. It has been just, uh, I mean, th- even the last few days, it's been like bloody hell. We were, we, we've only had the last few days in 2019, Jamie. There's been oh, yeah. no more. That's what, that's what I need to work on. <laughs> yeah, you need to work on your maths. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah that, your quote, Jamie, is a guy called Boris Chertok. Well, Russian space legend, yeah? Yeah. Authored yeah, yeah. the four-volume book, Rockets and People check it out considered one of the most authoritative book about the russian space program it's a heavyweight not surprisingly he was korolev's right hand man deputy chief designer at Inilzhia. Oof, the man basically Beautiful. the man and and the reason why I, the reason why i put his quote in jamie is because before we kick off there's something i think is quite good omen for what's happening right now go on right now and that's Ten years before Neil Armstrong put his foot, put his footy footy wood on the moon, i.e. 60 years ago, similar sort of things were happening in space as they, as they are now. Oh. Yeah. Go, go on. So I'm sure that old uh, Boris would have had a hand in this. Luna 1, oh. 60 years ago today. 60 years today. That's became the fir- yeah became the first spacecraft to reach the vicinity of the moon and it's got so many firsts this thing so it, yeah it took off on the second of January from Baikonur Cosmodrome uh-huh. and uh, yeah and it's the first man-made object to reach escape velocity that is that is incredible I mean can you imagine being around at that time. Blimey. It's a really good omen because, as we'll see, there are similar things happening right now. So the first object to achieve a heliocentric orbit and dubbed a new planet and therefore renamed which means dream, and it's now in orbit around the sun and remains in orbit around the sun between the orbits of Earth and Mars. 74,300 miles from Earth, one kilogram 
of mm-hmm. sodium gas was released, forming a cloud behind it to serve as an artificial comet. Think about that. I've got a request. Apparently, there was a guy called Morris Allen, and he was uh, a Scottish guy, I'm assuming, and he took a picture from King's Cat Hill in Firthshire at about 1 a.m., and apparently it's of this massive uh, comet-like object caused by this sodium gas. Right. Uh, he described it as a cloud on the horizon near the constellation Virgo. And I and that this photo must exist. Is please can someone find this photo for me and set, and send it in? That's a beautiful request. So there's your homework. Interplantary.org.uk. So let's say yes. that so that's Morris Allen. He took the photo from King's Cat Hill. Blimey. What mm-hmm. a hill. Of, of uh, near, near Dunfermline in uh, Firthshire. There we go. Mm. Yeah. So Luna 1 was supposed to smash into the moon. So it wasn't supposed to go into this heliocentric orbit, but mm. it was supposed to smash into the moon and sort of release a load of Russian paraphernalia and propaganda all over the surface. Okay. But instead it went whizzing past. It detected that the moon had no magnetic field. Right. It made the first observations of the solar wind, studied the Van Allen belts, and at the time made the furthest radio broadcast ever at 0.6 million kilometres from the Earth. Yes. Get in. So, yeah, what? So, great. Ten years before man ever stepped foot on the moon, we'd got a little probe out there, which is going to be very reminiscent of a story coming up. Extremely relevant. Mm. So... What's in the space news, Jamie? <laughs> well, what isn't in the space news? I don't know where news? to start, but why don't, no, we start don't. With, why don't we start with New Horizons? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, pff, blimey. So so rough, fo- rough photo coming back looks like mm-hmm. either, I mean, Jake said it looked like a peanut. Mm-hmm. Um, and the press, the UK press are saying it looks like a snowman. What do you think, Matt? Oh, well, I think it looks exactly like one of those bath ducks. I mean, it looks exactly like, a, you know, the little yellow yellow bath duck. So the most primitive object ever imaged close up by a spacecraft. Mm. It was illuminated with, uh, with a sun 1,900 times fainter than a sunny day on Earth. That's not that bright, is it? No, and, and especially considering well, it's, it's a kind of really, really dark red as well. Hmm. Uh, and only reflects about 13% of the light that falls on it. <laughs> so it's it's actually really, really dark, and one of the scientists described it as potting soil. So oh. like that really dark soil that you get in a pot, reddish, but very, very dark. So it's a very dark object. So this is a stat you gave me this week, which just blew my mind. Bear hmm. in mind, if Earth was a football then mm-hmm. Ultima Thule would be 70 miles away and as small as a small grain of sand. It's just it's ridiculous. I actually think it's worth just stopping and visualising, holding a football in your hands, thinking it's Earth, and then, think, and then actually looking out the window and trying to think about how far 70 miles is away and thinking how small a grain of sand must be at that distance look at that distance mm. and we've got this virus sized spaceship communicating with us from that distance i just think it's just incredible isn't it it's just well done humans well yeah. done nasa 
And if you, if, if you want another sort of indication of scale, that the moon would only be six and a half meters away at that scale and, and about the size of a golf ball. So, <laughs> so hopefully, Jamie, we're going to start getting some uh, better pictures over the next coming few days but it's going to take so long 20 months or so 20 months as we said last week to get all the data but i mean it's okay i'm happy to wait this is the new zen matt and jamie we're not impatient anymore no 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 it's it's a fast spacecraft you know traveling thirty-two thousand miles an hour yeah that's quick i think it's incredible that like that that pictures were coming in and it was it was still so far away and then it sort of whizzes by and it's able to take all this data and now we have to wait ages for it all to come back oh goodness gracious it's me. basically two of these asteroid type objects kuiper belt objects that have slowly crashed into each other at maybe mm. two kilometers an hour so barely crashed into each other and yeah i suppose this is accretion at work. This is, I think this is what's exciting about it. This is the early solar system frozen for us to look at because it's the temperatures is only 30 or 40 degrees above zero though. And there's virtually nothing going on. It's so still out there. There's no chemical reactions or they've almost completely stopped. So it's a real deep insight into what the solar system was like when it first started. Just like a beautiful piece of space art that, that we are, we can go and watch, Matt. These two objects are now touching each other. Pardon the expression. Hmm. Uh, and so they've decided to call one Ultima and one Thule, which I think is quite oh, nice. Yeah, I but love that. It really is very, very exciting indeed. So, who's Carly Howitt? She's one of the uh, she's one of the space scientists involved with it. So she, this is what she said. She said our current theory as to why Ultima Thule is red, is the irradiation of exotic ices. Ooh, you, you like to get exotic like ices, that. don't you, when you're on holiday? Oh, I tell you what, I can't get enough of them, mate. Exotic ices <laughs> yep. all day long. On Brighton Beach. And one of those little umbrellas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, Come down, and, I'll treat you. And, and it's, so basically the surface has been burnt over the eons by these high-energy cosmic rays and x-rays that flood in from space and all these things like fast moving protons chucked out by black holes and supernova explosions blasting into the objects one at a time it's been it's it's had a hard time isn't it billions of years it's been gently floating out in the kuiper belt check this out the sun is so dim in this region as a result chemical reactions have essentially stalled Mm. As you say, it's in a deep freeze. Oh, God, that's ridiculous. One of the other great things about New Horizons is this isn't it. Once they've got all this data down, and the, the, in the meantime, they're going to be looking for the next target. Because exactly. It's, because it's actually got quite a bit of fuel left, and its battery should last until the 2030s. I mean, they said it wasn't going to last this long, didn't they, Matt? And then what did they know? What did they know? <laughs> so, yeah, we, we could actually see New Horizons go on to yet another more, even more mysterious world yet. It, it should last until it actually gets out of the solar system, which is a little bit of a vague term, to be fair. Yeah. But do you know why it's never going to catch up with the Voyagers? Why? Because they're going a hell of a lot faster. 
they're going 17 kilometers a second, whereas poor old New Horizons only going 14 kilometers a second. Yeah, but what if the Voyagers like stop off at a gas station or something? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Who's yeah. driving? Hector the Rat. <laughs> I think <laughs> well, he might be. So, get yeah. So, New Horizons, even though it's traveling at fourteen kilometers a second, would take ninety thousand years to get to Proxima. Jeez. <laughs> uh, or thirty seconds to go from New York to Los Angeles. Oh, I wish that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. So that you just that gives you some indication of scale, doesn't it? <laughs> So Matt, talking of scale, mm-hmm. tell 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 our wonderful listeners the link I sent you last night. No, I don't. I don't know. I sent you the Brian May song. <laughs> Scales, I get it now. Get it? Oh, so you're just not good. as quick as me no, today, that, are that, you? I, mean, so I didn't. Up, I didn't get scales. I got it. I get it. Yes. I thought you were talking about the one that uh, the link that I sent with the with the Ultima Thule to scale to Churiamov Cherisamenko. <laughs> Lambo, <laughs> as I always say. Oh, I love it. No, yeah. this is uh, this is this is Brian May's um, New Horizons song, and they and they've done an <laughs> Ultima Thule mix. Uh, officially, uh, Queen's official. I mean, it's like I was thinking, who's done this? And it's like, oh, it's Queen. <laughs> it's absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's so cheesy, but I can't help but love it. Do you know what? I I, I almost was tempted not to listen to it, and then record what i think it might sound like and i reckon we should have, I, done, a rea- we should have done one of those reaction videos we, we should do okay actually i'll tell you what i'd love listeners please someone do a reaction video go to youtube type in brian may new horizons uh, uh the <laughs> ultima thule mix and film your reaction of watching this video i will absolutely love to see that and we'll share it with everyone on our instagram account should we do that absolutely Absolutely. So it's two bits of homework this show. I mean, good old Brian trying to trying to popularize science. Good on him. Good on him. I we say. will. We will one day get him on this show. Yeah, yeah. Totes. There we go. I'm said. I've said our, it. Our old mate Brian. Right. So yeah. But do you know what? It doesn't stop there, does it, Jamie? New Horizons may have done something that was just incredible. But there's go on. But there's two other spacecraft that have done things incredible things this week as well. You're not going to mention my old mate, Osiris Rex, are you? I feel a bit sorry for the scientists who run Osiris Rex because it was Why? totally overshadowed by uh, New Horizons. It was. Imagine. Imagine all that work that goes into Osiris Rex. I mean, this is, you know, one of those projects 15, 20 well, years in the making. 70 million miles from <laughs> Earth and yeah. no one's talking about it. Yeah. And it's just gone into orbit around the asteroid Bennu. That's, that sounds, oh yeah, whatever. This is the smallest celestial body ever to be orbited by a spacecraft. So, but Bennu's only like 1,600 feet across, not kilometers, feet across. And the spacecraft, yeah, Osiris Rex has managed to get in an orbit a mile above the surface. I mean, talk about precision. It's just incredible. It's insane, isn't it? The distance and the precision we're talking about. It's hard to fathom, isn't it? Yeah, that is, and and it's going to map the surface of a, of Bennu to a greater resolution than the Earth's surface. I mean, what's mad, Matt, is I need Google Maps for my own town. Yeah, and whereas Bennu's going to be the most mapped object ever. Yeah, and then in twenty twenty, it's going to dip down 
scoop up some gravel, and then come back to Earth in 2023. What? I might do that this year. <laughs> Dip down and scoop up some gravel. Yeah, do you do that? Sounds like a dance move, doesn't it? Dip and gravel. Jamie's Let dip and gravel. Let me dip down. Dip down, pick up some gravel. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, don't know what just happened there. I think I just, did I just black out? Yeah. <laughs> so they, <laughs> <laughs> We're actually recording this on Thursday, Thursday the 3rd. What happened this morning is just one of the most incredible things ever. Oh, my God. I'm so, I was be itching to talk about this. So, Shang-Gi 4. Touchdown. 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 On the far side of the moon. Notice I'm not saying dark anymore, Matt. Well, you can say dark in in, in the same... In, in, as long as you understand that the dark side of the moon means the side that we can't yeah, see. Yeah, it still gets not, sun. It's tidal lock, tidally locked, people. So you can never see the other side. So it's dark in terms of we can never see it. When but I so, say people, it, I'm just reminding myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because um, even major scientists do the uh, get that, get that wrong. Get the yeah. uh, say the dark side quite often. I blame it is Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. It's because they want to. They want to sound like Darth Vader. <laughs> yep. So Matt, so, let, walk, walk me through it. What was the the lowdown? Well, the the lowdown is it's it's managed to land, and as we said, we we said didn't we that uh, one of the really interesting things is that it's going to be uh, landing in the von Karman crater, uh, which is poignant because Theodore von Karman was the PhD advisor of Huang Shongsang, the founder of the Chinese space program. Yes, yes, yes. I'm no way did I pronounce that correct. But so that that's really cool. So yeah, the, the real lowdown is it's this is a great little um spacecraft. It's a lander with two cameras, a German built radiation experiment, a spectrometer and a rover that's got panoramic cameras and stuff like that. But the one thing we mentioned a few weeks ago when we talked about Shangi 4 was yeah. the the lander also contains this lunar mini biosphere. Ooh. And I did a little bit of homework, Jamie. I did a little bit of homework and found out a little bit about it. I'm so, all ears. Yeah, so it's going to be it's basically it's carrying a tin. And in this tin is some seeds for some potatoes. And this thing called Arabidopsis. I'll take that. A small flowering plant that's related to cabbage. Okay. And some silkworm eggs, apparently, to c- conduct. And these will be the first biological experiments to be conducted on the moon. That is amazing. Do you think there's a, do they, do they have to pass, like, I mean, I'm sure that there's some, uh, <laughs> someone that says whether it's okay or not. What happens, Matt, if a silkworm drops on the moon and, the, the radiation hits it and it becomes this huge uh, toxic animal. I'll, I'll save this for my visions of the future, shall I? I hope you've got your vision of the future ready for today's programme. Well, that's it. Yeah. But I'll elaborate on it. <laughs> okay, you better, you've got the rest of the podcast to uh, think yeah. about your vision of the future. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what Lu Hang Long, who's the chief director of the experiment and vice president of Chongqing University, said... Since the moon has no atmosphere, its temperature ranges from lower than minus 100 degrees centigrade to higher than 100 degrees centigrade, we have to keep the temperatures in the mini biosphere within a range of 1 degree to 30 degrees and properly control the humidity and nutrition. We'll use a tube to direct the natural light on the surface of the moon into the tin to make the plants grow. I didn't know this because I also did some homework about... Mm. 
um, them talking about why they're doing this. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, a lot to do with, um, you know, the, the natural resources and helium three that's on the moon mm-hmm. uh, and the solar power potential. I mean, you know, the way they're talking about it, they're like, yeah, I mean, this, this, if we did an a solar power orbit around the moon, you know, it could power Earth eventually. But yeah. incredible stuff. You know, they were talking about the fact that a lot of it uh, is also to do with the fact that it's a big deal what they're doing. And, you know, the next step is to put uh, to put Chinese boots on the moon. You know, they want to get yeah. people up there. So they the, they said that the, the, just the power and the might of uh, of China to do that is uh, is where they want to be at. It's well, a big show of power, this, isn't it, Matt? It really, really is. I mean, I think this is what Jake was saying, wasn't it? This is a massive, hey, look at us, guys. We are absolutely coming for you. This is huge shift. Yeah. They are investing a lot of money. And let's face it, they've got a lot of money. It's, it's incredible. Fair play to them. Mm. And the potatoes were chosen because they're going to be a major source of food for future space travellers. Matt Damon! Just like we saw in The Martian. Wow, it's coming true. Yeah, this lunar mini-experiment, yeah, is all about building a lunar base in the long-term residence on the moon. I just hope that they take up more ketchup than Matt Damon had because, (laughs) I mean, that broke my heart in the film Mm. when he ran out and it's like, oh, God, what's he going to do? Although I would have taken up Levi Root's Reggae reggae sauce, personally. But <laughs> reggae, reggae, reggae sauce. Shall oh. I do the dutty wine again? Dutty wine. Um, so, Matt. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, what? What's? What? What's happening in 2019? What? I mean, oh it's man, a busy year. Where it, do we start? Well, it is the year commercial space really comes of age, and I've, do we have a commercial moon landing? Tick. Do we have commercial providers? Providing astronaut flights. Tick. Commercial space tourism. Virgin tick. More and more commercial companies all around the world entering the orbital launch game. Tick. Commercial space internet. Ooh. Tick. An intriguing one. Commercial artificial meteors. (laughs) Wow. Well, let's start in chronological order. So we're going to start with January. Got Mm -hmm. Delta Four. Heavy, Matt. Let me add. Yeah, taking off this week. I mean, that's exciting. Yeah. That that's exciting because of the pa- the payload is points down to Earth as a military spy satellite, like Damn. a sort of really advanced Hubble telescope that we don't even know about or not even supposed to know about. So cool. Do you think they're watching us right now? Well, almost certainly, particularly us. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely the ones. My, my life, my life is so interesting. God, that's amazing. So that's this week. There's a couple of humdingers in January. So the 18th of January, hopefully, we're going to see Crew Dragon Demo 1. Ooh. That's the plan test of the Dragon 2 spacecraft for the commercial crew development program. Big, big things. Uh, and let me tell you, Matt, India is planning to launch 32 space missions in 2019. 32. Wow. That's big. Well, that actually, I mean, that, end, that might end up being more than America. I was going to say, I mean, it's going to be up there, isn't it? Yeah, it may overtake Russia for sure. Wow. Incredible stuff. What was supposed to happen in January, the Chandrayaan 2, which would have also say, been delayed. an incredible moon thing, has been delayed. I think that will be delayed till March. 
we we might see in January the Vector R rocket. Ooh. But yeah, on the 17th of January, an, a, a Japanese Epsilon rocket will take the AL-1. AL-1. Which carries 300 to 500 pellets, which come back to Earth as special meteors, specially coloured meteors. And you can buy a meteor for $16,000 if you want. I'll take two. It sounds distinctly British, doesn't it? AL-1 and AL-2. It's going to be interesting, isn't it, for sporting events? So we th- well, I think we'll see the first demonstration in 2020 of the actual pellets coming back in. But how- that's pretty exciting, isn't it? That's super exciting. So let's go to February, Matt. What's up first? Well, February, and here is one. I did actually get a fantastic, uh, a fantastic correction, let's say, from uh <laughs> from our first mate of perry the year. brilliant here we go yeah so so yeah perry wrote in again perry was the person that had a go at you for uh, your abomination of a bagel remember that <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> so anyway he it's um we did mention this uh bear sheet bear sheet <laughs> it's yeah. quite it's quite hard isn't it it is and of course but uh a bear sheet is a transliteration into roman letters of a hebrew word that means in the beginning it's the it's the first word in hebrew in the old testament and of course means genesis so the Aye. bible and it should be pronounced bereshit Bera. so that yeah also i didn't correct you at the time but you said that does a bear shit in the woods no but there are bear sheets on the moon that's i'm pretty sure that's how you said it yeah but isn't the joke that Bears do shit in the woods. You, you were all putting me on the spot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Remember, I had to come up. I came up with that headline on the spot because I hadn't really thought of my my. Well, plus, my you mission. had had you had had five beers before you started the show. So. Yeah, well, this this one is this this is an incredible one. This one because this thirteenth of February, this thing's going to take off. Space IL, which is an Israeli non-profit organization mm-hmm. that promotes scientific and connect technological education in israel going to launch the 585 kilogram lander it was known as sparrow but is now known as bereshit which is of which means genesis as we've we've pointed out and then then bereshit itself will will uh, raise its orbit over two and a half months and go to the moon and will then once it's sort of orbited the moon for a few weeks finding its uh, landing spot it will decelerate and do a soft landing on the moon. And boom. Th- I mean, this this is just unbelievable. This will be the first private company to ever land on the moon. That's a huge deal. Yeah, that, that is, is massive. And that will open floodgates for sure. Oh, no. Oh, no, absolutely. Because we've got Moon Express and lots of other ones coming up as well this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what Matthew means in Hebrew, Jamie? I don't. It means God's gift. No, you're making that up. I'm not. I'm not making it up. And do you know what Jamie means? Oh God, here we go. Uh, I don't know. Is it slave or something? Yeah, supplanter oh. <laughs> or heel. Not quite as cool, is it? Not quite no, so I cool think, now, are I you? I think it is Franklin? cool because I think what they mean is that they've missed a hyphen, and it's basically people are saying hello to me when I'm planting on the moon. They're like supplanter. Oh, I get you. you. See it? Yeah. There we go. So, Matt, twenty eighth of February. Hmm. Soyuz MS-12 mm-hmm. It's going to be carrying Alexei Ovchinin, Nick Haig, on the second attempt at getting to the ISS. 
with Christina Koch. Alexi and Nick were the two people that had to suffer the aborted oh, flight. Yeah, man, that's not stress, good. Stress, man. Legends. Legends, and they're going back up. So good luck on your second attempt, lads. That is going to be a squeaky bottom time. Good luck. Uh, hopefully, Christina will act as a lucky charm. So, Matt, what's coming up in March? Boeing are going to be following SpaceX's lead and be testing the CST-100 Starliner as part of the commercial crew development program. And that will go on a 30-day robotic mission. I love robotic missions. Well, Falcon Heavy, let's just chat about that, shall we? (laughs) So, yeah, a chance to go see Falcon Heavy, almost certainly in March. Whoa. God. Ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. I don't know whether that's going to be carrying the um, Planetary Society solar sail or not, but hopefully. Well, they definitely got our logo. I know that. Painted on the side. Put a good word in. excellent. With the big man. So, also, Matt, Mm -hmm. maiden orbital flight of Launcher 1. Yeah, which is Virgin Orbit. So, that's a big one. Could have some massive impact on Spaceport Cornwall, for example. So if that goes really, really well, we could be we could get some proper excitement I going on. I am not uncrossing my fingers on that. Falcon 9 and Dragon 2 in-flight abort test at Max Q, performed by the capsule from the first demonstration mission. Yeah, so that is going to be... That's a really exciting one, that is. So, yeah, they're going to launch a Falcon 9 with a Dragon 2 on it and abort at Max Q. I hope they do a live video of that. Oh, they're definitely going to do a live video of that. It's going to be, that is going to look absolutely insane. That's almost worth traveling, just taking all of March off to go see Falcon Heavy and Boeing and this flight abort. This is exciting. And I'll tell you what's a very, a a really massive one for Europe is the European data relay system will be completed by launch of a satellite and that is the start Ooh. of the the super fast data relays in space so that it's a way of the, all these different satellites and low earth communications happening as quickly as possible and what about icon what's going on with that a nasa satellite i think that that measures earth's ionosphere that's going to be launched that's that's a pretty that's a really cool science mission yeah, that's a big, big month. Um, on to April. Yeah. Orion in-flight abort test, another abort oh test. Oh, my God. Uh, under the highest aerodynamic load. So, yeah, so it's another Max-Q abort test. And this this one's going up on a repurposed missile, the LJ, LGM-118, because, of course, they can't do it on an SLS. So, yeah, mm. the Orion in-flight abort test. So that I love that's that it's called a peacekeeper missile. <laughs> see, it's an oxymoron. See, yeah, see it? how much peace it's keeping. <laughs> I don't want to ever hurt you. Look at the size of this bomb. Uh, so what's happening in May? May, India in action with their small satellite launch vehicle, the nice. SSLV. Beautiful. June, Jamie? Well, we've got one of your favourites, Matt. Long March 11, sea launch. A sea launch. Actually, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Super cool. Also, in China, we'll have the Kaizhou 11, which is uh, which is a rocket by X-Space, which is kind of like the commercial arm of the Chinese Space Agency. Mm. Oh. And sick. hopefully, before all of that, Blue Origin will have sent up their new Shepard with a crew on board, which will be made of, you know, staff members. From I was going to say, they're just, a, it's like a 
sort of staff morale day. <laughs> yep, we're all going do up. Do you reckon they have to like build a raft and stuff with yeah, them? Yeah, that's huge. That. So that might be the start of commercial trips into space. Well, not the start because I have been. You know, people have paid to go up on the ISS and Soyuz and stuff. But uh, maybe, you know, the, the start of, yeah, this regular trips into space on the suborbital New Shepard. Well, well talking of regular trips, we've got our favourite stoner, <laughs> Musk. Yeah. Um, drink. He's also said that the company is moving uh, his hopper test flights of the Starship mm. uh, forward, uh, possibly into the second quarter of 2019. Yeah. So God, that's that is so exciting. Yeah. So Get in. and there's been lots of pictures of the hopper being built. Yes. The grain silo, as it's being called. Europe will have Luca Barmadano returning to the Italian space. Luca uh, to the Italian space station to the International Space Station, and I believe he's going to become a commander of the International Space Station. Only the third European to do so, and the first Italian, oh. the first Italian to command. The International Space Station. August, Boeing crude flight test of the CST-100 Starliner. Ooh, yeah. At the moment, that's chalked up as a 14-day mission, but may become longer if it becomes actually part of an ISS crew mission. Cool is that? I love that. Yeah. So, September, mm. first launch of one web satellite from Baikonur, followed by nine more from the same site every 20 to 25 days, and then six from Vostochny. Yeah, so OneWeb, like seriously bunging up this constellation of satellites, really going for it. Get on there, OneWeb. And then in September, we might also see Alina, which is another of these Google X Prize lunar rovers. And that's going to try and land near the Apollo 17 landing site. And he's going to roam around and try and get images of the abandoned lunar roving vehicle. It's fake. They're, all the photos are fake. So October, mm-hmm. the first operational mission of Dragon 2 as part of the ISS crew. That That's huge. Transportation services. That is huge. Program. Yep. Big, big things. And Kiops. So that's a big European space agency mission characterizing exoplanet satellite. Kiops. So that's a, a big, rich decretion telescope that's a 30 centimeter aperture. And that's on a small satellite in some synchronous orbit. And it's going to be trying to examine transiting exoplanets. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? Yes. So, November, mm-hmm. uh, Lunar Pathfinder. Yeah, mission. Th- this is really exciting, this one. One of your favourite places, Goon Hilly. Yeah, Goon Hilly. Yeah, so Goon Hilly, Surrey Satellites, and ESA have all clubbed together to make this Lunar pa- uh, lunar Mission Support Services, the LMSS. I didn't realise they'd found a launch vehicle for this, but India have, have uh, picked up this launch on the PSLV. That's mega. It aims to develop a communications, navigations, and operations services for use at the moon. And, of course, that will obviously use the Goon Hilly um, satellite dishes and Surrey Satellites satellites. And ESA, of course, uh, helping fund all this, and it's going to be part of a pretty exciting uh, mission. And, of course, what it does is open up it opens up the moon for more commercial use because this um, lunar mission support services means that 
you don't have to worry about your communications because Goonhilly and Surrey Satellites will take care of that bit for you. They'll sort it out. And you then just have to Tell worry you where about to go. Yeah, and, and you just have to worry about your satellite and communicate via the Lunar Mission Support Service. Take me to the ice crater. That's really cool. Isn't it? That's amazing. Excellent stuff. A one million pounds a kilogram of uh, payload but with that you get all this um, communications ground support etc etc so that's really cool isn't that the price that you're charging for a lock of your hair it's around about that yeah so if i sell maybe four locks of my hair i'll be able to get a pretty good lunar mission together well go to our merch site buy buy a locket of matt's hair for your loved one this year the fourth quarter of the year we should see all of these, hopefully. What's up first? The maiden launch of the Firefly Alpha. Ooh. Another commercial small sat launcher. I think a lot of these people are going to be just running behind the tail of Electron. It's Electron's got... Yeah, well, Electron's got such a, a lead on everyone, hasn't it? Um, we're going to see the maiden flight of the Vega C. And the great thing about this is it's going to have... Uh, on board a satellite that's really interesting, the Laris 2, that tests Einstein's relativity. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's going to use some kind of lasers to um, look at frame dragging as it goes in orbit. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's cool. Hayabusa 2 will de- be departing from the asteroid Ryugu, so it will have gone down, scraped up its little sample, and will be on its way home at the end of the year. Okay. Now, really exciting. In the same way that the the year has started off with Shangi for landing on the moon, we shall see Shangi 5 probably taking off on a long March 5 uh, heavy lift rocket near the end of the year. And it's going to be thing. a sample return mission. The first one since Luna 24. And bear in mind, we started with Luna 1. But Luna 24 was in 1976. That's the last sample return mission from the moon. So the last time we got anything back from the moon was 1976. God damn. You you weren't even born then, were you? I was three years from being born, Matt. Wow. Yep. And do you know what? There's one one last launch in in that last quarter. Hit me. Electron are going to be launching... Something from Moon Express. Get it. Our in. mate Bob Richards. So that is really cool. We need to call up Bob again soon, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we should have a chat about that. And one. this time we'll press record. We might see a vehicle called Blue Star. Okay. B L O Star, not B L U E. Blue Star. And that's a balloon rocket or a raccoon. <laughs> okay. You have a very high altitude balloon going up and the rocket being released from that. A bit like a balloon version of Virgin Orbit. I don't think I'm going to go up on that. It sounds too scary. <laughs> Imagine being on the balloon when a rocket fires oh, from underneath it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be scary. Team Indus, which is another of the Google X Prize lunar rovers, uh, yeah. they they are looking to try and get a launch from someone and piggyback uh, with Synergy Moon, which is a Japanese. Um, so Team Indus are obviously Indian and... Uh, uh, synergy are japanese so yeah we could see a, a twin launch of of commercial rovers going to the moon got it china i've got a couple of very interesting science missions in tianyi 4 which is a gamma ray burst detector 
and Shang-Gin, which is a gravitational wave detector. Both of those might be launched into space. But the Chinese have always keeping their cards very close to their They're chest. very but... secretive, which was why it was a bit of a surprise about how much detail we, detail we were getting, um, you know, today and yesterday and the day before. Well, I can't believe the pictures of of the lunar landing from Shangi 4 came back so quickly. Absolutely Amazing, incredible. So looking over that, it really... What wow, what this a year, year we've got re- in store. Yeah, I mean, what an amazing year we got in store. Not only that, it really does shout, doesn't it? It really shouts of commercial space it to really the does welcome to 2019 commercial space and i, I think we're going to have a few things to talk about this year what do you reckon should we keep should we, we keep are, doing the podcast well, <laughs> i think we should definitely keep doing the podcast yeah particularly i mean january i mean i can't believe how much is happening in january it's just unbelievable it is rare ridiculous i think this week has probably been the most news-filled week when it comes to space ever it's absolutely incredible. I think you could be right. The fact that there's two American and one Chinese spacecraft all getting in the news. I mean, it was the head. It was it was the head. All of them managed to reach headlines. It's just incredible. in this country, which is which is you know which is very very rare. Should we go to China, Matt? Will they let us in? We should try and get a Chinese expert on the on the show, shouldn't we? Could we please? We haven't, we haven't had that. Could yet. we please get a Chinese expert on? Uh on the space program, their space program, uh, on the show. We'd love to chat to you. We'd absolutely. So any, 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 any person out there who feels as though they would, they'd be good to talk about Chinese space, let us know. We are your advocates. Yes. Jamie. Yeah. I have a space fact for you. Go on. Which I know you're going to absolutely love. Okay. We're in 2019. And 2019 is the year that Blade Runner was set. And why isn't it as cool as that? (laughs) It really isn't, is it? We don't have any synthesized uh, humanoids fighting on the shoulder of Orion, do we? I just would love to go off-world. I mean... There's no hovering cars. Chinatown looks similar. One of my favourite quotes from the film. If only you could see... What I've seen with your eyes. I mean, what, what a performance! Uh, it's 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 definitely one of the best bits of any film ever. It's just incredible. Go see Blade Runner if you haven't already. Go see it, ladies and gentlemen. Please do. Um, well, that's that. Blimey, we've gone mm. through quite a bit. We we did. There's a there's a lot in there, isn't there? What a bang out year! Matt, I tell you what. I just want to wish everyone a happy new year. Just do what you want to do. How'd you like that, Matt, for an for inspirational quote? Do what you want to do. Absolutely. If you want to, if you want to get involved, we're going to be running a monthly competition from now on. Uh, and you've got a chance to win a bit of interplanetary merch each month. What you could do is wander over to our website, interplanetary.org.uk. It'll tell you everything you need to know have a little wander around i mean sure you could go and check out social media or our merch shop or become a patreon but you could just read some of the drivel archive <laughs> blogs that spew out of our mouth on a weekly basis yeah, you could wander over to itunes and, and leave us a beautiful five-star review oh fuck yeah 
if you like what we do, because that would be really cool. I'd, I'd love that. That'd be a great start to the year. You could be like Gene or David, who both joined as patrons in the last couple of days, and Etienne. What? Etienne as well? Etienne, David and Gene all joined. Well, you are Gene legends. and David and Etienne, thank you. And especially, no offence, Etienne, but Gene and David, I mean, that, that reeks of Bowie, doesn't it? That is very cool. And do you know when it says... Um, Gene Cheney loves, and then I I never really knew what he said, but it turns out loves chimney stacks. Loves chimney stacks? Yeah. Gene Cheney loves chimney stacks. Because I always thought it was Jimmy Stacks. I thought it was like a I thought it was exotic, Jimmy Stacks as well. I thought it was like a, an exotic brand of cigarette or something. I but thought no. it was Jimmy Stacks, isn't it? Well, there we is? go. That's my fact of the day. It's chimney stacks. Wow. Oh, God, I miss him. Right. Look after yourself and each other. Goodbye, space cats. Cheerio, spot cats. Bye. See you next week. Bye-bye. See you next week. Bye.